This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Who would be presumptuous to speak about the Holocaust? Is there a person today, is there a human being that can speak about the Holocaust? Who am I? after being fed and dined and slept to get up and to speak about the Holocaust. That was one machshava. The other machshava was my parents were both survivors. My father passed away 20 some years ago. It's my mother's year. I'm still in my shana for my mother. And she would say, There's no one left to speak about it. She said it with some apprehension. And if I am not going to speak about it, who will speak about it? My generation is the generation that heard it some parents spoke, some parents didn't speak. My father, Zechariah spoke a lot. My mother, very little, late years, somewhat. And if I'm not going to bear the testimony and the witness, then who will be? And it makes very little difference how fit I am or how fit anyone is to speak about it. Someone who wasn't there can't really talk about it. What I'm telling you are the words that my father told me. My father was there. And those words have the emotional integrity and the connectedness that someone who was there had. And the words that I will tell you are based on schmoozing that my father heard from one of the giants of Lithuanian yeshiva world, Reb Motl Pagramanski Zatzal, a Kaddish v'toher, a Goyen Oilam, who waded through the ghetto, the entire Kovne ghetto. He was like Hananya Mishol Varzaria. He was in the flames, and the flames didn't touch him. You can read about him a few years ago. A biography came out in Hebrew. A remarkable, remarkable existence in those years. In reconstructing yeshivas in France. And he passed away a few years after the war. And they're their words. And I'm just a mouthpiece for those who can no longer speak. And Yeratzen, that the words I say are true to the message that my father gave me and to the memory of grandparents I never knew, uncles, aunts, and a brother and sister I never knew. If we're to ask ourselves, what is the mission of Kal Yisrael in this world? There's a posik. Anoichi I've told you 
or foretold you, as Rashi said, and I've saved you, and I've let you know with no stranger amongst you, I am God, and you are testimony to my being God. And Chazal say something, that if Chazal didn't say it, we couldn't utter it. When is HaKadosh Baruch Hu manifest as the divine in the world? When the Jews, when Klai Yisrael bears testimony. We are witness. That's who we are. And our witness establishes the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. That's our charge and our mission. What are we witness to? We witness to Yisias Mitzrayim. We witness to Maimon Ar Sinai. But there's one other thing that we are uniquely witness to. As Kalal Yisrael settled in Eretz Yisrael, and the final members of the door that saw Maimed Har Sinai were passing away, Yeshua, the final person who still bore the testimony of Maimed Har Sinai forged another covenant with Kal Yisrael and charged them. And he said, Vayoyma Yeshua Om." You are witnesses to yourself. Tell me that you're witnesses, that you have chosen HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they answered, we are witness. And Rashi says, what was it that they needed to be witness to? Yeshua saw there would come a time at Yecheskel, we should be like Goyim. That's why he was so strong at them. And that's why Kaddish Baruch Hu told them and reminded them in times of Yecheskel, and we'll read the Pasuk soon, that Kal Yisrael does not have the option of leaving Kaddish Baruch Hu. The covenant that was forged, the witness, the testimony, that was forged that Kal Yisrael would eternally remain Kaddish Baruch Hu's, and that would never change. I want to try to draw a picture. Let's draw a picture of a mother's love for a child. We see a mother coddling a child, playing with a child, smiling at a child. And yes, it's very moving. It's a mother's love for a child. We see a mother fussing over a child, attending to a child, waking up, and we see the effort and the selflessness 
And yes, that is a demonstration of a mother's love for a child. But what's perhaps the profoundest sense of a mother's love for a child? God forbid a child is sick. Very difficult way. And a child has to undergo some terribly painful treatments. And the mother is dragging the child to the doctor. And the child knows how painful it is. And he's screaming and kicking and doesn't want to go. And the mother drags the child. And the mother has to hold the child and hold his hand and hold him down as the treatments are going on. What does the child see? Pain, hurt, a a seemingly merciless mother. And what does someone on the outside see? Testimony to a mother's love and never, never wanting to let go of her child. The hardest thing for a mother to do for a child is not to be up nights and not to work hard. It's to drag the child through whatever it is that he has to endure to remain. Over the years, I've been involved in different difficult situations where a child breaks with a family. And I've seen situations where a father gives up and a father says, if he doesn't want me, if the door is shut, and if the door is slammed, then I will simply grieve my child. And mothers have relentlessly pursued it. And the one thought is, I will not give up on my child. Whatever it takes, he or she is my child, and nothing will stop me. We don't know and don't understand the concept of Tzar Shechina, but Chazal tell us, Kolani Miroishi, Kolani Mizro, that there's a concept of Tsar Shechina. Only a Kaddish Baruch who knows what it takes. In special moments, my father would sit with me and softly tell me about some of the more uplifting moments. And he would tell me that Rebotel Pogromansky, would say Shmuzen in the ghetto. Shalashudis was dark. And one of the things he would repeat often is that Parsha in Yecheskel, 
that Rashi mentions. Yechezkel tells Klal Yisrael, that which you have entertained, the thought you have entertained, will not come to being. You who say you want to become like the other nations, I swear, Akash Baruch Hu says, if not, I will take a forceful hand with an outstretched hand and with an outpouring of fury. Akharish Baruch Hu says, whatever it takes, I will not lose you. I will not lose you. And if it takes whatever it takes, that will be done and you will remain mine. This is something Reb Mottl would say, my father tell me over, somewhere along the line, we had begun to disintegrate, to dissipate, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, that is one option you do not have. You are mine now and forever. And whatever tsar it takes, that will, be, that will happen and bring you back to me. We speak about people who unfortunately struggled with their muna and more. Let me tell you another story from a muddle and see how Adam Godel sees things through the lenses of Torah. The ghetto in Kovna, and this is where my father was, he, my father was in the ghetto until it was liquidated, had in the beginning there was terrible killings, and then it was sort of, it, it sort of was stable and there was some sort of quote-unquote routine of life. And then towards the end, they took, they gathered almost all the children and killed them. It was a horrible, horrible act that basically demoralized and destroyed whatever ruach was left in the ghetto. I believe that's when my own sister and brother were killed. And two yeshiva bachim were walking after this aktia. And they saw talesim and tefillin and sidurim thrown out the windows. And they saw pieces of matzah that people had struggled with Nefesh to bake thrown out. And they were shaken to the core. And they came to Ramatl and they told him what's happening. Ramatl was shaken. And then he said, Nay, nay. He said, I'll, I'll say it in Yiddish because that's where I heard it. And then I'll translate it. When I ingle brick it, unveint, says Weiler Weist, as der Tate hat dem Koyachem zu helfen. 
when a child is kicking his father and pushing and punching, it's because he knows that that's the one that can help him. The rage against is an expression that Hashem doesn't want to let go because no one kicks a wall. No one gets angry at a stone or a piece of wood. Somewhere down deep, there was an act of emuna awakened by that. We don't know. We don't understand. One thing we know is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has reclaimed Kal Yisrael. Where things were really disintegrating and dissipating, very shortly afterwards, Kal Yisrael began blossoming again. Torah grew in Eretz Yisrael, in America, in Europe, everywhere, in ways that were unimaginable. Mebira mikta Roma. And even the people furthest, somewhere, knew that becoming a goy is not an option. They struggled with their Jewish identity, and not everybody was zeichet to understand what the bris of Kalaisol is, and that we are Adim, and Adim to Maimara Sinai, and Adim to everything else. But one thing they knew that they were Eden. And that you can't stop being a Yid, no matter what. I want to read words of somebody who struggled with it and wrote things that were sharp and angry. But 50 years after the war, in 94 or 97, Eli Weasel wrote a piece in New York Times. And he said, what about my faith in you, massive universe? I now realize that I never lost it, not even over there during the darkest hours of my life. And then a few more sentences, and he concludes, let us make up for the child in me. It is unbearable to be divorced from you so long. That's what we said. You are the next generation, third or fourth generation. The charge of Kal Yisrael is to be witness. In as much as we witness, that's how much HaKadosh Baruch Hu is manifest in the world. We are witness to Yitzhak Mitzrayim. We are witness to Maimed Sinai. But we are witness to the deepest covenant that HaKadosh Baruch Hu forged with Klal Yisrael. The covenant that I will not let go of you. The covenant that whatever it takes, you will be mine. We have those witnesses. There's still a handful left. If you will learn, study it, immerse yourself in the emotions of what it was like, of what Baruch Hu had to take us through to ensure 
when the child grows up, as the child grew up, and remembers the suffering that he endured for the treatments and the firm and steady hand of a mother struggling between the emotions of feeling the child's pain with determination never to lose my child. That's what we are witness to. We need to remember it for many, many reasons. The the depth to which Umasolam can sink when there's no God and no Torah. The courage and the bravery of people who showed extraordinary moments of Messiah Snefesh and Godless Aruach, those are all things that we need to remember. But the thing we need to remember the most is we are bonded to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And the love of HaKadosh Baruch Hu shows itself most strongly when, when it, he has to drag us through the Gehenim, through the Gehenims, so that we remain. We need to remember that picture, keep in front of our eyes. And Be'ezus Hashem, the same eyes that beheld the Kaddish Baruch who taken us to those Gehenims,